Hello, welcome to Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday, where all your questions for your primary care doctor are answered. Our goal is to help our listeners make their wellness a priority and live out long, enjoyable, and fulfilling lives. this episode of Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday. So I have Dr. Hagen back for a part two. Part one was amazing, so I figured we would do part two. So the last episode we talked about Crohn's disease. Um, This episode we're going to be talking about ulcerative colitis, which is also a type of um, inflammatory bowel disease. So same thing for introductions. My name is Dr. Uday. I'm a board certified family medicine physician. I'm based in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Um, I own a primary care and aesthetic practice, and my goal is to have my patients feeling and looking good. So for a little bit about Dr. Hagen before we get into what I have, we have for you today. Um, So just like I said for the last episode, she's board certified in gastroenterology and hepatology with a subspecialty inflammatory bowel disease, which is why we're having her talk about these two disease processes. Um, She is the medical co-director for the Center for Inflammatory Bowel and Colorectal Diseases at Mercy Medical Center. And she's also the site director for Mercy Clinical Scholar Gastroenterology and Hepatology Fellowship Program. So Dr. Hagen, thanks for coming back. We appreciate it. So we're going to be switching gears. It's going to be ulcerative colitis. So we're going to get right into it like we did the last time. So what is ulcerative colitis? Yeah. So, you know, uh, if, uh, if the audience had a chance to, to see the previous uh, broadcast, as I defined it, uh, you know, ulcerative t- uh, colitis is one of uh, inflammatory bowel diseases where in a person who has particular genetic susceptibility or just how they're created, uh, they get exposed to some environmental factor and the immune system responds in a way that causes the intestinal lining to be injured. Uh, the key distinction, Crohn's disease pretty much affects anywhere from the mouth to the anus. Uh, ulcerative colitis, in contrast, only affects the large intestine. Uh, and in terms of how it presents, ulcerative colitis tends to present typically with you know, bloody diarrhea or patients will just say that, you know, I just you know, went to the bathroom and nothing came out but blood. Wow. So that, uh, that's definitely um, a difference from the um, Crohn's disease. So it looks like you went into my next one, which was definitely the symptoms. So perfect. So what are the complications for um, ulcerative colitis? Yeah. So, you know, with, uh, with, with the symptoms come, you know, I mentioned sort of bloody diarrhea being sort of the, the, um, the salient symptom. Uh, people can have cramping and they can have weight loss, depending on how much of their um, gut is involved. They can have you know, anemia and they can also have those extra intestinal manifestations that I alluded to before with joint pains and you know, uh, skin manifestations or eye manifestations. Um, and then in terms of the complications, uh, the major complication is need for surgery. So for ulcerative colitis, some people can present, and it depend, It really depends on how much of the large intestine is also affected. So if only the rectum is affected, most people will have you know, the tendency to feel like they have to go all the time, but they may not have any significant what we call systemic symptoms or symptoms that you know, have to do with the sort of the rest of the body per se. Um, and if you know, more of the, the, the large intestine is in, in affected like the left side or even the, the whole intestine, then they, their uh, symptoms could you know, appear more significant 
significant or the patients can appear more sick. You can have what we call um, fulminant colitis, which is basically the person um, from the time that they present, it could be right away from the initial diagnosis or even after they've had their disease for a while, where the, the large intestine is so sick that the, you know, the whole body can, can, get, can get very sick. And then the only way to make the person better or save their life is to have the large intestine surgically removed, which is what we call a colectomy. Uh, and that's a small proportion of patients will present with that kind of severity. So when we talk about complications, you know, the need for surgery, whether emergent or planned, is one of the potential complications. And then short of that, it would be, you know, uh, the, the other things that can happen, you know, the, the, the disability from loss of productivity or, or missing work because of your symptoms, uh, not being able to get in touch with, uh, um, you know, you know, get in touch with friends and, 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 and colleagues and things like that. So uh, the quality of life is affected. One of the major complications, of course, is colorectal cancer, and that's true for Crohn's disease. If at least more than a third um, of the, the large intestine is involved, and often for ulcerative colitis, um, you know, that tends to be the case. So. Um, chronic inflammation in the, in the large intestine puts people at risk for colorectal cancer. So that's one of the major complications that we try to avoid in addition to sort of just needing surgery to begin with. And so part of the care for Crohn's and colitis patients um, and ulcerative colitis is first we want to get you better. We want to get symptoms under control. We want to improve your quality of life. But we also want to minimize complications. Uh, and one of the ways that we, we we minimize the complications specifically with respect to colorectal cancer is getting inflammation under control and also doing what we call periodic surveillance where you would get colonoscopies even after the disease is um, under control to look for any changes in the, the, the lining of the intestine that could put you at risk for colon cancer down the road. Gotcha. So you, you actually, that's amazing. So you answered the last question that I had, so you're right on it. Um, now, for people that, um, is there a hereditary component, like same question? Yeah. So again, you have to have genetic susceptibility, but just because a parent has it does not mean that, you know, their children will, you know, um, def you know definitively have it. Um, and, and for some people, they, they'll say there's nobody else in my family that has this because, again, having the genetics alone is not enough. You have to have that environmental exposure and then the immune system also then has to, you know, um, have that aberrant you know, response in order for the disease to, to manifest itself. Gotcha. So um, same question as before. Um, how do people get a hold of you if they want to um, connect with you or learn more? Um, so, again, I'm, I'm a Mercy um, uh, doctor. Uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. So um, going through the Mercy website would be sort of the way that um, one can sort of, uh, you know, gain access as far as being able to get in touch if needed. So. Oh, thank you, Dr. Hagen. appreciate it. But guys, you've heard, so if you need um, more information, um, so I will definitely include her information um, with this um, episode. Um, if you're looking for a primary care doctor, Give us a call at Apple Valley Family Medicine. Our number is 304-350-1087. And our website is www.applevalleyfamilymed.com. Please like and share. Um, this, I'm pretty sure, will benefit someone out there. Um, and then you will um, certainly reach out to Dr. Hagen if you need to. Dr. Hagen, thank you. Thank you. Right, you bye. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, Please take a moment to subscribe, share, and include a review. Don't forget, you're worth it, and your health is our priority. 
tune in for another episode next week and have a great rest of your week.